This is episode 135, Striving to Keep Faith Alive in Difficult Times. Hi, this is Jocelyn with Striving to be Spiritual, a podcast for moms wanting to strengthen their spirituality. We use the teachings of Jesus Christ and the apostles to come closer to God and ultimately fulfill our divine calling of mothering and raising His children. Hello and good morning, if this is morning for you. Usually I record these podcast episodes in the afternoon, but this week I get to do it in the morning, which is a little different and kind of exciting. But I hope this podcast and this message finds you well, finds you striving to maintain your mental health and your spiritual health. I want to quickly talk about the point of light for your life from my last podcast episode. I talked about an Enzyme article about maintaining your mental health. The first point was to don't underestimate the power of small and simple spiritual things. The second was to remember to practice self-care. And the third was to humble yourself and ask for help if needed. One way that I've been able to act on the self-care portion of that is I have been doing Pilates this week. So, I've been striving to care for my body and my mind through Pilates. It's amazing how exercise can clear your mind. It really helps me to think clearer and actually be more energetic. So, I encourage you to try that. See if it helps you and... Helps clear your brain, gives you a little more space to think. I also went for a walk outside, and it was so refreshing. It was a beautiful evening, and the good weather (laughs) definitely helped. But just doing some exercise really can help release some of that stress and tension and worry and fear and negative thoughts that we let build up inside of us. I had a lot of negative thoughts last week. My website, they changed the format of the way they do it, and it caused me a lot of pain, anguish, and actually tears. I was so frustrated by it that I couldn't figure it out, that it wasn't working the way it should, that I was just crying. And I actually got rid of it. (laughs) I just was so irritated and frustrated that I decided I was done with the website. Now, I did a little research and found that they did not prorate what I had paid for the website, so it will still run till April. Whether or not I use that website is still undecided. I'm pretty sure today I will not use the website, but I may gain back some oomph to try it and do it again, but I also will be looking for other options for a website. But I tell you this to let you know that I have frustrations too. I have times where I am so irritated that I just cry. My kids kept asking what is wrong because I couldn't even hold back in front of them. I was just sobbing. I was just kind of letting it go. (laughs) And I was like, sometimes life is hard, you guys, and today is a hard day. I tried to let them know that it wasn't something they had done. It was just frustrations with trying to keep up with a goal that I had and feeling unsuccessful and irritated and frustrated at technology, (laughs) Uh, which happens. 
So anyways, I just wanted to update you on that, that the website might temporarily be out of commission. I can't decide if I'm going to search for something else or just try and be a little more active on social media with this podcast. But anyways, there's a quick little update. Today's story comes from a manual called The Latter-day Saint Women. I will link to it in the show notes, and it's from Sister Sachiko Hota. I have no idea if I pronounced that right, but she is from Nagoya, Japan, and here is our story. Before my husband and I married, we agreed that the church was the most important thing in our lives and that we would use our time and whatever talents we had in serving the church. As it turned out, this was more easily said than done. After we were married, my husband and I had to move into an apartment quite far from the chapel. Riding my bike to the train station, taking the train to the next city, and then taking the bus to the chapel took one and a half hours. And of course, if I missed the first train and had to wait for the next one, the trip could take more than two hours. This made it difficult for the branch president to give us an assignment. Besides this, after we had been married three months, my husband became seriously ill and had to be hospitalized so I went to work to support us. Each day after work, I would go to visit my husband in the hospital and try to go by the chapel afterwards, but there just weren't enough hours in the day. This troubled me. I knew that if we lived closer, I would be able to have a church calling, yet land around the chapel was very expensive, and we could not even afford to rent in such a fine neighborhood, much less buy a home there. Logically, I knew it was impossible, but the scriptures teach that if you always pray, you will be heard. Therefore, I prayed unceasingly. I didn't know how the Lord could answer such an impossible request. I just prayed. Shortly after this, my uncle, whose house was only 13 minutes from the chapel, suddenly decided to move and offered us his beautiful house. I knew my prayer had been heard. We were so happy because finally we could work in the church. By this time, my husband had been released from the hospital and we were able to attend our meetings as a family. After we moved, the church announced plans for a building chapel in Nagoya and everyone started to work very hard to earn money for the building fund. Shortly after this, my husband decided to start his own business, a bakery. Again, we had very little money. We had used all our savings to start the business, and we had used my monthly check to live on. We didn't know how we could help with the building fund, especially since I was pregnant and would not be able to work much longer. Although my husband's business was growing, we didn't have enough to live on, pay the building fund, and prepare for our new baby. I worked long enough to receive my annual bonus and laid it aside to pay expenses for our baby. This was all the money we had. One night, the branch president called us and said they lacked just a little to complete the building fund and he asked us if we could please help. The only money we had was for the baby, soon to be born, and since that was all we had, it was also all we could give. That evening, we took the money to the branch president. 
It was just enough to complete the branches' assessment on the new chapel. We didn't worry after that about where we would get the money to pay our child's expenses. We knew the Lord would take care of us. Naturally, I worried some, but whenever I would think about it, I always felt at peace. The next month, my husband was hired in full-time employment in the Nagoya area. We did not even know that this job existed. With his new salary, we would have enough to pay the hospital bills when our child was born. God says you must do whatever you can, and after you do that, you must leave the rest to Him. I know this is true. I really liked this story because it displayed her faith. She had significant faith to give some of that money that was set aside from the baby, and it greatly blessed their lives. Her description of faith was also meaningful. Having faith, it means doing whatever we can to live the principles of the gospel even when it seems logically impossible. Logically, they couldn't have a baby and give the money to the church. But they did all they could. And when we have done all we can and we exercise faith, the Lord has promised that we will help us. Faith takes nurturing. You know this and I know this. And I'll be honest, for me, it has been harder in ways to nurture my faith without going to church. I depended on that before, so it stretched me and pushed me to develop my faith a little stronger. That faith will wither away if we do not continue to feed it. We can keep our faith alive by being obedient. We can nourish our faith through fasting and prayer, reading the scriptures, attending church meetings, and doing the things we're asked by our church leaders. We can keep our faith strong by not criticizing and complaining. We're all going to have our faith tried. We may even believe that the Lord has not noticed our faith and obedience. We may feel that He is far away and has not seen our trials and will not answer our prayers. When this time comes, it helps to realize that our faith is being tested, which is so hard. But if we persevere with patience, and if we continue to do what is right, we will be given the strength to overcome our trials. We will be rewarded for our faith and for our obedience. There's a scripture in Ether that Moroni taught that faith is things which are hoped for and not seen. Wherefore, dispute not, because ye see not, for ye receive no witness until after the trial of your faith. And in Doctrine and Covenants it says, My people must be tried in all things, that they may be prepared to receive the glory that I have for them, even the glory of Zion. And he that will not bear chastisement is not worthy of my kingdom. We need to always work at nourishing and feeding our faith. I have a thought here from President Nelson from the recent General Conference in April. He says, We live in a time of turmoil. Earthquakes and tsunamis wreck devastation. Governments collapse. Economic stresses are severe. The family is under attack, and divorce rates are raising. We have great cause for concern, but we do not need to let our fears displace our faith. We can combat those fears by strengthening our faith. 
Why do we need such resilient faith? Because difficult days are ahead. Rarely in the future will it be easy or popular to be a faithful Latter-day Saint. Each of us will be tested. The Apostle Paul warned that in the latter days, those who diligently follow the Lord shall suffer persecution. That very persecution can either crush you into silent weakness or motivate you to be more exemplary and courageous in your daily lives. How you deal with life's trials is part of the development of your faith. Strength comes when you remember that you have a divine nature, an inheritance of infinite worth. The Lord has reminded you, your children, and your grandchildren that you are lawful heirs, that you have been reserved in heaven for your specific time and place to be born, to grow, and to become his standard bearers and covenant people. As you walk in the Lord's path of righteousness, you will be blessed to continue in his goodness and be a light and a savior unto his people. Do what it takes to strengthen your faith in Jesus Christ by increasing your understanding of the doctrine taught in his restored church by relentlessly seeking truth. Anchored in pure doctrine, you will be able to step forward with faith and dogged persistence and cheerfully do all that lies in your power to fulfill the purposes of the Lord. You will have days when you will be discouraged, so pray for the courage to not give up. Sadly, some of you who thought sadly, some who you thought were your friends will betray you, and some things will simply seem unfair. However, I promise you that as you follow Jesus Christ, you will find sustained peace and true joy. As you keep your covenants with increasing precision, and as you defend the church and the kingdom of God on earth today, the Lord will bless you with strength and wisdom to accomplish what only members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints can accomplish. We are to be the builders of an individual faith in God, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and faith in His Church. We are to build families and to be sealed in holy temples. We are to build the Church and Kingdom of God upon earth. We are to prepare for our own divine destiny, glory, immortality, and eternal lives. We are engaged in the work of Almighty God. I pray for His blessings to be with each and every one of you. What beautiful light and inspiration from our very own prophet about growing our faith. The point of light for your life from this podcast episode is to water that seed of faith you have in you. Water that plant of faith that is growing. How do you water it? Read your scriptures, pray, and trust. These things can be easy to forget if we aren't vigilant and do our best to consistently remember and implement them into our lives. I hope that these podcast episodes help you in striving to be spiritual. Share with someone your spiritual journey and what you are learning in your life as you strive to be spiritual. Thank you for listening. Until next time. This has been another episode of the Striving to be Spiritual podcast. Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and tell your friends. I hope you have a great day. Until next time.